Welcome to Fair Folk. I'm Danica Boyce. In Britain and Ireland, May 1st is known as the first day of summer. But in the folk tradition of these countries, and of many other European cultures, it is far, far more than that. May Day, called Beltane in Scottish Gaelic, from the ancient Celtic celebration, is a joyous occasion to welcome new growth and fertility in the fields, the hills, and the home. With its all-night bonfires, green branches, towering maypoles, and delicate flowers, this might be the most tactile and sensual holiday of the entire year. Old May Day is full to bursting with lively activities, dances, costumes, crafts, charms, games, and most of all, singing. Songs encode and store a culture's history. They teach us the how and the why of folk traditions and symbols that would have otherwise fallen by the wayside. Just think of how it feels when you sing Christmas carols with your friends or family or a choir. The songs are so old, you don't even know what the words mean anymore. The experience transports your body and mind back to the obscure time the songs were composed, and every year, your regard for the customs of the season is refreshed. Though most of us know a good number of Christmas carols, what you might not know is that there is a great wealth of folk songs and carols for May Day as well, from the strictly traditional to the new and even neo-pagan, and in them lie clues to the spectacular folklore of this holiday, the feast to outflower them all. They serve the purposes of entertaining and instructing. But the main function of these May songs is simply to welcome in the summer. Like many ancient festivals, celebrations for Beltane begin the evening before, and a particularly beautiful practice used to take place in the early morning before dawn. In England, young people would walk out together after midnight to go birching, or gathering the May. These Maying parties, as they were called, would collect boughs of hawthorn and other bushes in bloom, or in fresh leaf, often while blowing horns, playing music, or ringing bells. At dawn they would return, to decorate the doorways and windows of their homes. They would also leave branches at the doors of the homes belonging to people that they knew. Certain plants had certain meanings. For example, hawthorn or mountain ash meant you admired a person, and this was the more common offering. But if you wanted to convey an insult, you might wish to leave them a bunch of nettle instead. The lyrics of the Cornish song Howl and Toe, which were first recorded 400 years ago, describe this custom, once common all over England, of waking early on the morning of May 1st to gather green branches and flowers and mark the passage into the season of summer. Parallel customs of early rising, or night watching, exist in Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and the Isle of Man. This is Hal and Toe, performed by the Watersons. Take this gone to Wellahorn, it was the crest when you was born. Your father's father wore it, and your father wore it too. Hal and Toe, jolly rumble we were up. Long before the day, oh, to welcome in the summer, to welcome in the May, Summer is a coming in and winter's gone away, oh. 
What happened to the Spaniards that made so great a boast, oh? Why they shall eat the feathered goose and we shall eat the roast, oh? Alanto, jolly rumble, oh, we were up Long before the day, oh, to welcome in the summer To welcome in the mail, oh. The summer is a-coming in and winter's gone away, oh Robin Hood and Little John have both come to the Pharaoh, and we will to the merry green wood to hunt the buck and harrow. Hal and jolly rumble, oh, we were up long before the day, oh, to welcome in the summer, to welcome in the mail. Oh. For summer is a coming in, and winter's gone away, oh. God bless and Mary Moses and all her power and might, oh, and send us peace to England, send peace be day and night, oh. Alanto, jolly rumble, oh, we were up long before the day, oh, to welcome in the summer, to welcome in the mail, for summer is a coming in and winter's gone away. Ireland, of course, had its own way with foliage on Beltane, bringing flowers and green boughs to the home before dawn was customary, but so was another practice, begun the day before, on May Eve, in a custom common to all parts of Ireland, and nowadays in Newfoundland as well, people would cut a branch or entire bush of holly or hawthorn or whatever was available, and set it up in front of the house. They would then decorate it with flowers, ribbons, paper streamers, eggshells, and bits of candle. On May Eve, the candles would be lit, and people would dance around the May bush, much like the earlier traditions surrounding the Christmas tree in Germany. A traditional song from Ireland, We Brought the Summer With Us, refers to this practice of young people bringing flowers representing summer from the hills and the glens to their homes on May 1st. We brought it with us from the branchy woods, golden summer from the setting sun, the old lyrics go. Holly and hazel and alder and rowan and the bright ash from the mouth of the ford. Here it is performed by Katie Nickaverd and by Distant Oaks.
The month of May is all about things bursting into leaf and flower, about youth, vitality, and the coming of new life. It should be no surprise, then, that many of the songs and ceremonies attached to this particular time of year focus on fertility. All over those island nations we now call Britain and Ireland, as far back as anybody can tell, it was common for the young people to choose from their midst a May Queen to personify the season. She would walk in a procession, wearing white, typically, with her maids, or she might be represented by a doll, which would be carried in a throne or a bed made of flowers and boughs. The children in the May Queen procession would go door to door or down the main path, dressed in their white clothing, carrying garlands on the ends of short poles and decked with flowers. They would sing and ask for donations to prepare themselves a feast the next day. Some communities in England and Scotland retain these May Day processions and dances to this day. Because of May's essential link with fertility, and also because Beltane is one of the times of year when supernatural forces were believed to be at their strongest, this holiday has traditionally been held an especially good time to discover, through ritual means, who your future partner might turn out to be. An old belief from Lincolnshire concerns the first hawthorn bush you encounter on May Day or May Eve. If you were to break the branch part of the way through, but leave it hanging there, you should dream of your future husband that very night. If you don't dream of him, you'll be certain to see him, or his likeness, while you're gathering the May in the morning afterwards. There are multiple accounts from Ireland of a fortune-telling custom involving snails. A young man or woman would take a snail from the garden in the morning and put it on a surface that had been sprinkled with flour. Then they would cover the snail for a few hours with a bowl or a cabbage leaf while they were off doing something else. And when they checked back, the snail's actions would then tell them something about their future partner. If the snail had drawn a spade in the flour, the person would marry a farmer. If it drew a saucepan, the person would marry a maid. It seems that May Day is constantly in revival, and likewise constantly in threat of disappearing. Customs involving maypoles and garlands all but disappeared multiple times in England's history, and much of the information we have about them comes from when they were revived in the last few centuries. The dominant discussion then, as now, is about how old the celebrations actually are. Are they authentically medieval, or even pre-Christian? Jack in the Green, an ephemeral figure from the 18th and 19th centuries, embodies this back and forth of loss and revival rather fittingly. He walks the May Day procession wearing a cone-shaped wood or wicker cage woven with green leafy branches. In short, he looks like a walking tree. For many years, folklorists interpreted this figure as a holdover from pagan fertility celebrations related to the mysterious green man faces they'd seen carved in medieval churches. But later research has shown that the costume was of a rather late invention compared to the so-called green man images. Nevertheless, Jack in the Green has made a steady revival since the 1970s, and he is now decidedly associated with fertility. The folk song sung about him, Jack in the Green, was written in 1972 by Martin Grabe, though it sounds like it could be older than that, and it has come to shape the tradition surrounding this May Day character since it was written. 
The lyrics connect Jack to cycles of plant and human fertility, casting him as the newborn version of John Barleycorn, who is slaughtered in the fall for food and beer, and who, if women touch him, will cause them to become pregnant. Now all you young maidens, I'd have you beware of touching young Jack, for there's strange powers there. For if you but touch him, there is many will tell, like the wheat in our fields, so your belly will swell. Jack in the green, 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 J
Jack in the Green. Maybe not pagan in historical fact, but certainly pagan in legacy. Another feature of May Day celebrations that's strongly associated with fertility nowadays is the maypole. It used to be that from the Middle Ages to the 19th century, off and on, all over England, towns boasted an impressive maypole set up ahead of the May Day revelries and sometimes permanently fixed in place. The pole was a tall tree, stripped and well-secured into the ground, which ranged from 60 to an imposing 120 feet tall. Painted in spiral colors or rings and topped with a garland of flowers, a cross, or a weather vane. Young people dressed in 18th or 17th century style would process to the towering maypole, often led by the May Queen and King, sometimes doubling as Robin Hood and Maid Marian. Upon their arrival at the pole, They would do coordinated dances, grasping long ribbons or streamers, singing country songs and weaving over and under, wrapping the monument in its trimmings. As far as references to months go in English and Scottish ballads, Those about May far outnumber any other month. In fact, offhand, I can't think of another explicit reference to any month in ballads, aside from this one. The vast number of songs set in the month of May, surviving in the ballad tradition, suggests the enduring importance of the month to rural life, since the time of agriculture, as the time when cows are brought out to pasture, and life begins to reveal itself in the green and blossoming trees, bushes, and shrubs all around. May is also a really easy word to rhyme with, so that might be a contributing factor. Ballads, by definition, tell a story. And the ballads set in May tend to deal with the themes of youth, optimism, and love in pastoral settings. You'd rarely hear an English May song set in the city, for example. The most typical May ballad tells the tale of some young person who goes out rambling in the countryside, meets up with another fresh young thing, and they court each other. There's reason to believe that the lyrics of these songs previously contained more explicit references to what this courtship entailed. I mean, there's no telling what those young women and men got up to between the hours of midnight and dawn while they were bringing in the May. But explicit or not, the May ballads virtually drip with sap, flower petals, and fresh morning dew. As I walked out one May morning, what May morning be time? I Just as the sun did shine 
The song you just heard, Searching for Lambs, sung by Lisa Knapp and Graham Coxton, comes from a spectacular album of just traditional May songs by Lisa Knapp called Till April is Dead, A Garland of May. The next one, of the same May ballad type, describes a young man's walk on a May morning through the meadows, where he encounters a young woman who seems to embody the newborn summer with her delicate beauty. He eventually convinces her to let him kiss her, and in the morning, he marries her, crowning her the Queen of May. It has been noted that when it was collected, this song in particular was likely cleaned up, and that previously it featured much more than just an innocent kiss in the primroses, as it does now. This is As I Walked Through the Meadows by Magpie Lane. Now the winter is gone and the summer is come. And the meadows look pleasant and gay I met a young damsel So sweetly sang she Her cheeks like the blossoms of May I says, fair maiden How came you here In the meadows this morning so soon The maid she replied for to gather some may, for the trees they are all in full bloom. I says, fair maiden, shall I go with you to the meadows to gather some may? Oh, the maid she replied, I would rather refuse, for I'm afeard you will lead me astray. Then I took this fair maid by her lily-white hand. On the green mossy bank we sat down, and I placed a kiss on her sweet rosy lips, and the small birds were singing all around. And when we arose from the green mossy bank, in the meadows we wandered away I placed my love on a primrosy bank And I plucked her a handful of May Then early next morning I made her my bride That the world should have nothing to say The bells they did ring and the birds they did sing And I crowned her 
the sweet queen of May. Amid all the revelry of green boughs and flowers and tumbling lovers, there's a sharper edge to some of the May songs that have come down through the ages. On the surface, this festival is all about optimism and life and flower, but it's also, as I mentioned before, often about nostalgia, about looking backwards at what has been lost over time. In a good number of the written accounts of May Day celebrations, there's a sense of longing, an inkling that what remains is only the faintest glimmer of what came before in the bright days of Beltane past. And there are ballads in the May tradition that reflect, instead of optimism, rather the flip side of young love in the spring. That is, eventual decay of youth and trust, just as spring cannot help but remind the plowing farmer of its own eventual end in fall and winter. As I roved out tells the same story as the previous two songs, but the tale ends very differently. Here it is in a beautifully textured rendition by The Voice Squad. As I roved out on the bright May morning To view the meadows and flowers gay Who should I spy but my own true lover As she sat under yon willow tree I took off my cap and I did salute her I did salute her most courageously When she turned around sure the tears fell from her Saying false young man you've deluded me For to delude you how can that be my love It's from your body I am quite free I'm as free from you as a child unborn is And so are you, my love, Jane, from me A diamond ring I own I gave you A I was blind for 
deny. Now at night when I go to my bed of slumber, thoughts of my own true love run in my mind. When I turn around to embrace my darling, instead of gold shirt is brass I find. Now I wish that the queen would recall her armies from the West Indies, America and Spain, and every man to his wedded woman. In hopes that you The Bedfordshire May Carol is one of those fantastic jewels of folk tradition, a song that describes the context the song is sung in and the actions that accompany it, like a time capsule or an instruction booklet. The speaker has gathered May boughs and is going door to door with the Maying party, singing carols and asking for coins to put towards a May feast. Interspersed between the descriptive lines of this brief song, are surprisingly dark meditations on the fleetingness of human life and fortune. The song promises that the carolers will be back to call again next May. That is, if they live that long. Jack Sharp sings the Bedfordshire May Carol. A sprout, but it's well spread about by the work of our poor hands. Arise, arise, you pretty fair maids, bring our neighbours in. For if it is gone before morning comes, you say we have never been, we have never been, we have never been. You say we have never been. Tomorrow is gone, 
sand dead all in an hour The moon shines bright, the stars give a light In a little while it will be day So please do remember your money money box And grant us a joyful night A joyful night A joyful night And grant us a joyful night Beltane or the period between the evening of April 30th and the afternoon of May 1st, is one of the times in Irish, Scottish, and Manx tradition that the other world is especially active and likely to interfere in daily human life, much like during Samhain or Halloween in the fall. Perhaps this is because people understand the transition between seasons as a liminal space, a time that is neither here nor there. And liminal spaces, in many traditions, are especially prone to supernatural activity. In Ireland in the 19th century, people were on high alert May morning because there were numerous ways that somebody might be able to steal the profit from one's farm before noon that day using magic. Some folks would keep a vigil all night to protect a family's well, since the first water drawn from the well that day, known as the top of the well, could be used for potent magic, either good or bad. People watched warily for a hare among the cows, and they would kill it if they caught sight of it, because it was believed that witches would take the shape of a hare and by suckling the cow, steal the family's butter for the year. In fact, anything taken from the house or the yard on May Day morning, including fire and especially milk, might risk taking the butter with it. Fairies were considered especially mischievous this night, and the best protection from them was to place mountain ash boughs at the four corners of one's field, or above and beside the doorway of one's house, the liminal spaces. If you had to venture out of the house, you could carry a sprig of mountain ash with you. Fashioned into a circle, it would make a handy lens that would allow you to look through it and see the fairies clearly, so you could have a chance at avoiding them. The health and beauty benefits of May Day dew are acknowledged across Europe. If you wash your face with it, it is supposed to make your skin fair and beautiful. And if you collect it in a jar, Irish tradition says it will stay fresh forever. This next song, one of that more melancholy sort, describes the sadness of a man remembering May mornings of his childhood among family and friends, his old home now abandoned, and his loved ones long gone. This is The May Morning Dew by John Lyons. How sweet is in winter to sit by the hob Listening to the bark and the howls of a dog Or in summer to wander the wide valleys through and to pluck the wildflowers in the May morning dew. Summer is coming, oh, summer is here, with the leaves also green and the sky bright and clear, and the birds they're singing their to and the flowers they are springing in the May morning dew. 
God be with the old folk who are now dead and gone. And likewise, my brothers, young Michael and John, as they tread through the heather, the wild hair to pursue, and their joys they were mingled in the morning June. The house we were reared in is but a stone on a stone, and all round the garden with weeds is all grown, and all the fine neighbors that ever I like the wild rose there withered in the May morning June. Possibly the oldest Beltane tradition is that of the bonfire, and its power lies both in protection and destruction. Lighting the bonfire goes back as far as the holiday's name, and further, I suppose, and the custom is shared by a great many other cultures in Europe. Beltane means bright fire, the bell in the word meaning bright or white. It has been claimed, though not conclusively, that the root of the word is related to bello, or white, in Slavic languages, and maybe also balt, which may have previously meant bright and shining, as in the Baltic Sea. Other language families aside, it stands that the night is named for its emblematic bonfires. The most ancient practices we know from Beltane have to do with lighting bonfires on the highest hills and staying with them all night to stave off evil forces and creatures that are out and about that night. On this night, it's said that the Druids would make two enormous ritual fires and drive all of the cattle between them as a blessing and security. In the Scottish Highlands, the fire was traditionally supposed to be lit by friction alone, which was supposed to keep it sacred, and in Ireland, people would put out their kitchen fires and relight them from the Beltane fire. Now the bonfires serve more of a celebratory function than a magical protective one. Just the same, Valpurgisnacht, a night of bonfires in Germany, is known for its historical purpose of scaring off witches, though I can't help but wonder if it was the witches themselves that lit the yearly fire in the first place. This is Colonel Beach speaking. And I've carried it for 48 years, and the family, 120 years, I've heard my mother say, and the brothers will stand in front of me now, and as I follow, I follow all the family right through, and when I'm gone west, my son will keep May Day up, will keep May Day forever and ever. And I took that horse from the Golden Lion. One robust character it's hard to miss in the songs of this holiday is the hobby horse, called the Abby Oss, from Padstow Cornwall's May Day celebrations. This hobby horse is a man in a black costume of a hoop frame construction with a horse head on the front and a masked, pointy-capped, monstrous face at the center. He looks a bit like a trampoline, possessed. He makes his way through the center of town, accompanied by Morris dancers and others in costume, snapping his jaws at people and occasionally trapping a woman under his hoop which is lined with soot or some other black substance, so that she emerges smeared with black. This is reportedly supposed to increase her luck, and previously fertility, much like the effect that Jack in the Green is said to have on women. 
Aside from the obvious garland and greenery obsession that typifies this holiday and the trademark bonfires, this creature may be one of the oldest ceremonial elements of the May Day celebrations in England. There was a horse cult in pre-Christian England, no doubt, and the Abias's presence in these parades references that distant past, if it isn't directly descended from it. And there are analogues of the hobby horse all over Europe and Asia. There are two songs that accompany the hobby horse's role in the celebrations, a night song, sung May Day Eve, and a day song for May Day proper. Both of these songs are combined in this recording by Steel Eyes Ben.
It's broad daylight now, the middle of the afternoon on May 1st. The Oss is making his way through town with his Mayday revelers, and the power of the fairies and witches is beginning to ebb. So it's about time I'm off. I'll leave you with a magnificent song, written more recently but inspired by the folks in Padstow. The song compels you to cast your cares and fears away and follow the Abias to bring the May. It's sung here by Beggar's Velvet. This is the May song. Winter time is gone and past, oh, summer time has come at last, oh. We shall sing and dance a day and follow the obvious to bring the May. So hail, hail the first of May, oh, for it is the first summer's day, oh. Cast your cares and fears away. Drink to the old horse on the first of May. Bluebells they have started to ring, oh, and true love it is the thing, oh. Love on any other day is never the same as on the first of May. So hail, hail the first of May, oh, for it is the first summer's day, oh. Cast your cares and fears away. Drink to the old horse on the first of May. Never let it come to pass, oh. We should fail to raise a glass, oh. Unto those now gone away and left us the obvious to bring the May. So hail, hail the first of May, oh. For it is the first summer's day, oh. Cast your cares and fears away. Drink to the old horse on the first of May. For winter time is gone and past, oh. Summer time has come at last, oh. We shall sing and dance the day and follow the obvious to bring the May. So hail, hail the first of May, oh. For it is the first summer's day, oh. Cast your cares and fears away. Drink to the old horse on the first of May. And hail, hail the first of May, oh, for it is the first summer's day, oh. Cast your cares and fears away. Drink to the old horse on the first of May. Fair Folk is a podcast devoted to bringing folk tradition to life, created by me, Danica Boyce. You can find it on SoundCloud, iTunes, and wherever else podcasts live. The intro music is by Sylvia Woods. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your girlfriend, your dad, or your buddy in marketing, or anybody else you know. If you want more of Fair Folk, I share an episode on the last day of every month on Patreon. This monthly episode is a calendar of folk custom, feast, and ritual from various regions of Europe. It includes suggestions for how you can integrate folklore into your daily life in ways that are in line with your own background and values. Go to patreon.com slash fairfolkcast to get in line for next month's episode and for access to all the previous ones, or simply if you'd like to support my work in general. 
I'm also very active on Instagram at danica.child. Thank you very much for listening. I wish you a joyful May.